ओम अज्ञान जमिरंदस्य ज्ञान जनशला गया चक्षुरुन्मिलितमेन तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः हरे कृष्णा एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू द भगवत गीता स्टडी सर्कल सो इन द प्रीवियस वर्सेस वी हैव डिस्कस्ड वेरी नाइस थिंग्स वी हैव कवर्ड चैप्टर वर्स नंबर 10 and verse number 11 so what did krishna speak about in of course in ninth we see that how punyo gandha prithviyam cha tejas chasmi bhava so jeevanam sarva bhuteju tapas chasmi tapas vishu so that punya gandha i am the fragrance in the earth i am the tejas in the fire bhavasu i am also the one who maintains all the living entities and also the tapas in all the tapasvis and in the 10th verse which we discussed in the last session krishna explained that how bijam mam sarvabhutanam vidyapatas sanatanam i am the vanyaka shakti i am the bija i am the seed of everything then buddhir buddhimatam asmi tejas tejasvinam I am the intelligence in all the intelligent people. Krishna also says, "Matas pratir jnanam apohanam cha." So, actual, the only qualified person to receive the noble knowledge is actually Krishna, because no one can beat his buddhi. So much of intelligence is there, and he actually gives intelligence to everyone. Buddhir buddhi matamasmi. Right? We can replace so many different uh, organs in our body. We can today. with the medical technologies we can uh, replace the heart we can replace eyes we can replace kidneys we can do a lot of things but we cannot replace intelligence intelligence cannot be replaced so that krishna is saying i am that buddhi buddhir buddhi madamasmi tejas tejas vinam aham i am the tejas you know everything that is so brilliant in this world and brilliance comes from me so this is what he explained in the 10th verse and the 11th verse also which we discussed when the nicely krishna says that balam balavatam chaham kamaragap vibhajitam so i am the strength of all the strong people there are so many strong people you know they be see those wrestlers and everybody of course all these people are there are they really representing krishna so many people in the wwf in the wrestling game and all those things are they really representing krishna no all these great wrestlers of the world today they are not representing the strength their strength is not representing krishna why because krishna says that i am that strength which is kama raga vivartitam which is free from kama and raga lust and attachment that kind of strength is what represents me so that is why all these modern people the wrestlers they are actually in one sense followers of kichaka which we discussed last time mahabharata we have this personality kichaka who was very very powerful wrestler he was the miss new mr universe that very very powerful nobody could beat him in wrestling matches he was extremely powerful but then his strength is kamara gavivarjitam he was uh, filled with so much of lust and uh, attachment and that is why krishna is saying i am not that kind of strength i am the strength which is represented by bhima bhima the great devotee who had so much of strength but at the same time had the self control so that kind of balam that kind of strength is what represents krishna not this ordinary strength what people display then krishna also mentioned this very important thing dharma viruddh bhuteshu kamosmi paradarshaba he said that any uh, union between a male and female which is as per dharma that is me so progeny the union between man and woman which is meant for progeny that is actually representing me so krishna is not saying that i am not uh, he is not rejecting anything in this material world he knows that these are the basic necessities of 
human life or any living entities so what is not against dharma which is not going uh, as per the dharma uh, then i am not that but anything in line with dharma then i am that kamaha so that is what he is mentioning that very very important and that's why when we understand this principle of garbhadana samskara when we understand the principle of uh, uh, proper moral codes of what a man should do what a woman should do when we understand these basic things when we understand all these principles properly then there is no need of uh, artificial contraception which is mostly used these days and people in spite of that there is so much of unwanted population varna sankara that is coming up so one is in spite of this artificial uh, contraception there is unwanted population that comes in and varna sankara is happening and because there is no garbhadana there is no good progeny that is coming into this world right so we are missing out on something very 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 big so that is why if we follow this properly dharma and garbhadana samskara and then when a man and woman they unite to create wonderful progeny then that is truly in one sense religious contraception prabhupa says this prabhupa uses this word religious contraception so that is why we have to understand these basic principles as per dharma what krishna is saying krishna is giving the overview here in depth when we understand these all different samskaras and scientific things that krishna is revealing then it is so wonderful so now after explaining all these things krishna is going to get into the next verse that is verse number 12 and let's see what that is so dev you can unmute yourself and let's chant the 12th verse yes ejayav satvika bhava prabhu ji are you sharing the screen yeah once again maybe it's not shared there okay. yeah राजेदिताधि मत्त राजस्तामसाश्चये be their goodness passion or ignorance are manifested by my energy i am in one sense everything but i am independent i am not under the modes of material nature for they on prabhu ji i can't see the word on the are within me okay yeah, really. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. no problem hare krishna so very nice so krishna is saying here that all these different three varieties of uh, gunas that are there these three varieties of uh, uh, guna that is existing sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna krishna is saying all these material things are actually activities in the world are carried out by the three gunas okay are under the under the three gunas these material things are conducted sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna we have discussed this previously also how that everything all the matter in this world are actually controlled by these three gunas this material body all the different types of matter that you see they all fall into only these three categories sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna so krishna is saying that goodness passion and 
and ignorance are manifested by my energy we are all my energy and krishna is saying that although everything in this material world is controlled by these three gunas i am independent i am out of these three gunas just like a king he makes a law but he is not subjugated by the law so that is how krishna is the king of the whole universe and he has made all these different systems and still he is independent he is not actually bound by any of these things so let us understand a little bit more with all that we have discussed in the previous uh, in the discussion also in the session there are so many finer aspects that krishna is revealing now here in this verse krishna is actually summing up all that he's saying that okay previously i have explained to you about water earth fire everything the uh, ashtada all the different types of prakriti all these different things krishna is saying are all coming under under these three gunas that everything is acting as per my direction now although everything is created by krishna we do not see him a fine example is you see i am using this laptop you are also using a certain gadget a laptop or whatever now what you are seeing is the screen you are seeing me on the screen but there are so many different components which are assembled together so that you are able to see me in the screen and we are each together we are able to see each other because of all these different components now all these different components in the laptop or the tv they are all manufactured by different different companies although a laptop belongs to a certain company we call it as okay it is uh, apple or it is uh, hp or dell or whatever company it is but internal components are actually manufactured by so many different companies all put together they will become one product of a certain company isn't it this is how these components are made now krishna is saying just imagine if all so much of intelligence and so many different companies come together to form one product here krishna is saying that the whole universe has so many different components like sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna all these different components are created by me and not just created by me krishna is also saying he is assembling them in all such a beautiful way that it is giving so many beautiful varieties that's why we are seeing all this on the screen what is the screen the whole nature what we see is a screen and in this screen we see so many different wonderful aspects of the lord's creation see just imagine how beautiful it is so krishna is such a mastermind for a small component so many people are required and for such big thing krishna is all alone he is enough his intelligence is so supreme so wonderful it is isn't it now that's why if you want to see krishna in all these things although he has created everything and he is in everything we are not able to see him we are not able to see and perceive krishna although he is everywhere why because of our inability that's why chandogya upanishad also says that okay if you want to understand and uh, feel the presence of krishna everywhere then chandogya upanishad says very beautifully it says naam brahmeti upasita naam brahmeti upasita what does that mean naam brahma upasita means that name itself is brahman any name that you take in our day to day activities you know when we use certain names those names are also in one sense representing krishna why because the origin of all the matter is also krishna so you take rasoham apsukaunteya apsu apsu means water water is what another name is it not water is nothing but a name name to a certain substance which is liquid in nature so that name water apsu is also representing krishna the fire fire the name fire itself is representing krishna so every activity that we do and everything that we use in our day to day life and we have given a certain name that name itself 
Chandogya Upanishad says, just by remembering that name and behind that name that he is feeling the presence of the Lord, remembering the Lord by using that name is actually in one sense devotion. That's why our Vedic culture was designed so beautifully that people in the past, when everything that they are doing, no matter they are cooking, they are going out, they are working in the field, they are doing business, transactions, when they take certain names, they used to take names, they used to remember the Lord. By taking the names, it used to remind them of the Lord. That is the kind of culture that people in the past, the Vedic times, they used to have. That is how they used to remember God. Suppose the great devotees also, great saints and great devotees, great yogis, when they are feeling thirsty, they don't have water. But they just know, oh my Lord, you are actually the taste in the water. You are that rasaha in the water. And you are the one who actually quench the thirst of ours. When they just remember the Lord like this, oh my Lord, that you are the taste of the water. Although they are thirsty, they don't have water, their thirst is quenched. Just by remembering like this, just by remembering the Lord, oh my Lord, you are the one who are the who will quench the thirst. That itself is enough. That they're automatically they used to quench their thirst. Now there are two different ways of quenching our thirst. How do we quench our thirst now? We are thirsty. One is you go take the water, the substance water, and drink the water. That is one way. But now, what if you don't have water? Can you quench your thirst? Ah, no. <laughs> you better become a great devotee, a wonderful devotee. Because what happens when you become a nice devotee? You will just say, Raso, hum apsukonte. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you are the taste in the water. Then Lord, mercifully, He will actually quench your thirst. Great devotees do that. That's why they are not fearful of any situation. They are not really worried about what is happening in the external world. Corona or tsunami or anything, they are not really worried because in everything, in every action, they see the Lord. That is how it is. Here also, so beautiful. That's one level of understanding. So, in the name itself, Nama Brahmedi Upasita, this itself is so nice. Now, similarly, in all the different elements also, you can see Krishna. You see now there is fire. Now fire, that heat is coming. When you see that, feel that heat. Oh my Lord, you are the heat in this fire. You are cooking nicely. That heat is actually uh, being uh, given by Krishna. So that heat is representing Krishna. So there are many times, uh, even the yogis, you know, when they go to the Himalayas and there is uh, very chilling cold weather. In that cold weather, this yogis, they can increase the temperature of the finger to 15 degrees Celsius. When the whole temperature, even the body temperature falls down. But because of the yogic city, they raise their temperature to 15 degrees, 20 degrees, like that. They're able to, just by the yogic city, they're able to increase the temperature. But the true yogi also understands that this ability is given to me by actually the Lord. Just see. That ability is there. So similarly, when you see everything, it is water, air, fire, earth, ganda, punya gandaha. Oh, so beautiful fragrance, my Lord. This fragrance is actually because of you. In fact, sometimes when you are so spiritually elevated, there are situations where devotees also mention, there is nothing around, no flowers or no aromatic things around them. They are simple in a simple room they are uh, living, but because they are surcharged with spiritual emotions, they get the fragrance of sandalwood. Many times when you are spiritually surcharged, your body becomes, your feet becomes warm. All this is, these experiences happen for the devotees. Many times it happens. Why? Because, or for the yogi, it happens because they experience the presence of the Lord. You, you get the fragrance, automatically you get that fragrance, automatically very nice fragrance comes out. Where you don't understand where it is coming from, but it comes. It comes because that Punya Gandahar fragrance is actually in the Lord. Lord, when you remember the Lord, automatically all these beautiful things happen. And this is not imaginary thing. All these things actually happen. You can experience them when you chant Hare Krishna very nicely. With full devotion, 
you can experience all these things so that is what krishna is saying in every element we can experience so now understanding and feeling the presence of the lord everywhere this is jnana this is what is knowledge in today's terms jnana knowledge means what reading a book you take a book and you uh, get some knowledge that is what we call as jnana but actually once as reading a book is not jnana it is not knowledge it is not knowledge there is so much in the sky so much the whole sky is filled with so much how can we assimilate all the knowledge that is there in the sky in a small tiny book can we do that everything that is there in the space can we put everything that in a small tiny book not possible so similarly the lord the knowledge of the lord is so unlimited just to understand him through a small book is not going to help that is not jnana what we get through jnana is not uh, what we get through books is not jnana in one sense even our sages and great saints they considered books to be a very small aspect of a small medium of acquiring knowledge it's not all in all a small medium of acquiring knowledge real knowledge is what real knowledge means you should be able to see the lord everywhere jnana the word jnana itself means to see the lord everywhere there's a very beautiful thing saying also in the uh, in our scripture it says that vishnu sarvatra utkarsha jnana jnana vitiryate i repeat that again vishnu sarvatra utkarsha jnana jnana vitiryate what is jnana jnana means that vishnu sarvatra utkarsha you see the lord everywhere you see vishnu everywhere that is jnana if we don't see lord in the things that we are studying that it is not knowledge that bookish knowledge is not jnana many people now may think oh sir what is this prabhu ji i am a degree holder i am a phd holder you see there are a lot of people with the name plates you know they have all the alphabets of english written on the name plate it is that everything they are they are so much educated we say but krishna is saying that that is not jnana that is not knowledge what we read in our uh, schools and colleges is not jnana jnana means you should be able to see krishna that is jnana only when through this knowledge you are able to see krishna that becomes jnana otherwise it is not jnana just two days ago also i shared one uh, morning quote of a scientist you know which very beautifully says it is uh, a very nice quote by uh, uh, derek barton he is actually a nobel laureate in chemistry and uh, what he said he says that the observations and experiments of science are so wonderful that the truth that they establish can surely be accepted as another manifestation of god god shows himself by allowing man to establish truth see he is saying very clearly god shows himself by allowing man to establish truth so all these different experimentations that the scientists are doing it's all happening because of the lord so this is jnana now this uh, scientist derek barton in one sense he has understood the real purport of jnana now when you see the element of god in everything even in science that is jnana now this vigyana what is vigyana now many people have misused this word also vigyana vigyana means these days there are so many scientific co- science colleges and uh, science institutes they are all called as uh, vigyana the institutes of vigyana but this is not vigyana so what is vigyana then krishna again in the scriptures it is said tat vishesha parigyanam vigyanam vididiyate vishesha what is that when you see vishesha parigyanam jnanam means to see the lord but when you specifically something special you see 
the lord's presence when you feel very specially in certain thing that is vignana you have the realization of that particular aspect of lord so a person who has actually gnana and vignana gnana means he can see the lord everywhere vignana means he will see specifically some special presence he will see of the lord in specific things that is vignana tat vishesh parignanam so that is what is gnana and vignana that's what krishna what did he say in the krishna to arjuna in this beginning of the chapter he says oh arjuna now i am going to reveal to you gnana vignana sahitam i am going to reveal to you both gnana and vignana what is gnana and vignana ah gnana and vignana means not this material knowledge gnana and vignana means to see everything to see the lord in everything and to understand and realize it that is gnana and vignana this see and we are missing out on this we are calling ourselves as big big novel laureates or uh, degree holders but we don't know what is gnana what is knowledge so without krishna there is the knowledge that we have is not knowledge it is simply mundane knowledge isn't it you see so this is how we should understand and now when krishna is saying here in this verse that all the material activities are conducted by me under my supervision that means every minute thing is actually taken control by the lord the lord has full control over every minute thing in this world that is how shukshma the lord is any you know many times when we go and uh, purchase some grocery we say 1 kg 2 kg of dal or whatever it is you see what happens there the shopkeeper he is filling up the bag and then while he is doing so few grains they fall down now is that in your control in any way please understand when you are taking something in a grocery shop few grains of sugar or few grains of dal they inevitably fall down no matter how carefully it is but it falls down and we say oh how did it fall down now why did it fall down those few grains which were actually supposed to come into your bag they did not come they fell down and it was probably taken away by some ants or some other insects it was meant for them that's why they say you know dane dane pe likha hai khane wale ka naam every grain it reaches to a specific person who is maintaining this now who is actually controlling this activity it's not in our control for sure the lord ensures that everybody gets their due things isn't it so wonderful it is many times not just this there are so many things that we select in our day to day life when you go to take certain clothes when you want to purchase some clothes you see so many varieties of the clothes you know the shopkeeper is showing so many different varieties of clothes to you but you get hooked on to a specific cloth a particular type of cloth it is very beautiful and he shows you varieties in that same design with different colors but you will get stuck to only one color the moment you see that ah this is the one you feel that this is the one how do you select on what basis that selection happens have you ever thought about these things so so many things but you avoid all the different things you select only one thing although others are also very nice beautiful but you like only one thing that selection also that is inspired by the lord to avoid all the different things and select one thing that is inspired by the lord all these things are not automatic the parmatma within the law within the your heart and the presence of the lord in that matter the same parmat this is bimba pratibimba when the pratibimba is seen by the lord when you are able to experience that pratibimba automatically you will feel ah this is the one i should take this is the one object okay i should take it now you see so you can see and feel the presence of the lord in everything that way the certain selections that you do it means the lord is inspiring you to do that now you just imagine you took a new cloth 
and when you bring some new clothes from the store and you show it to the people ha see i have bought a new cloth oh this is a very nice new cloth that i have bought the cloth is new because you bought it or when you bought it or the cloth is new when you actually it was manufactured by uh, the particular company the cloth was new when it was manufactured in the factory or the cloth is new when you actually purchased it or is the cloth new when you actually bought the cloth you kept it for 2 years and then you wore it after 2 years and then then you still say that oh see i'm wearing a new cloth so when is the cloth new actually the cloth is new when it was manufactured or when you purchased or the cloth is new when you are actually wearing it just see have you ever thought about it but we say oh this is a new cloth the newness that you feel in the cloth is actually from the law that newness that you see in the cloth is actually because of the lord getting the point so everything that way if you start analyzing in your day to day activity you see ah why krishna is saying that i am so hamapsuko they i am the tapas in the tejasvis i am present everywhere all these different things krishna is able to krishna is saying because he is actually training us please now come on now you identify now you understand all these things and get trained to see me everywhere so next time when you drink water and you are tasting the water ah oh, yes this is krishna because if you drink coca cola or if you drink any other milk also for that matter to quench your thirst you will not be able to quench your thirst by drinking milk what water can do the milk cannot do every specific thing a specific uh, matter it has its own ability and that ability comes from krishna so when you drink water you should be able to remember krishna that is gnana that is vigyana this is how we should train ourselves when you feel heat in the fire ha huh? this is vigyana this is what is coming from the lord you should immediately remember the lord that is the way of getting trained and it takes time so now you tell me can you escape from god none of us can escape from god because god is everywhere in everything that we do everywhere god is present it's just that we have to train ourselves to start seeing god now that is how we should uh, uh train ourselves yat sampark yat samparkat priya asan the liking and disliking for certain things very nice lady said yat samparkat priya asan you like certain things you dislike certain things all this liking and disliking is enabled by the law see so very beautifully if we just analyze these things deeply when you start understanding all these uh, uh, verses of the bhagavad gita there is so much of depth now we can just dive so much deeper into it ha raso hum apsukonteya there's another way of understanding this also raso hum apsukonteya we should scan all these different materials and see beyond we should scan this material when you say raso hum apsukonteya you see the apsu water then you scan behind and scan and see what ha huh, this water is actually having a controlling devata varuna apsu the water is controlled by a devata ha huh, there is a controlling person and then rasaha the taste also is controlled by another devata so the devatas controlling rasaha and apsu water are controlled by the supreme lord parmatma this is dhyana when you see that oh yes the three different material is actually controlled by a devata and these devatas are in turn the servitors of the supreme god this is what is dhyana this is knowledge this is true knowledge everything else is not knowledge when we see everything in its right perspective that is true knowledge you getting the point see how it is how much depth is there just one krishna has made one statement raso hum apsukonteya and we can actually understand it in so many different layers so this is the beauty of the bhagavad gita <laughs> 
So sometimes it really mesmerizes me also. I mean, so much is going on here. Uh, that's why even if I want to go uh, faster, it's a little difficult because uh, even I am trying to understand so many things here. Every time when we read, there is so much depth. And when we hear from the great acharyas and the devotees, uh, there are so many newer and newer things that come up. And I feel like I should share all these things with you. So, because just can't miss out on these things. Although, we have to keep moving forward, but there is so much to explain and there is so much to understand uh, that there is uh, no end to this actually. So, anyway, let's go to the next verse. We have to keep moving forward also. So, uh, Vinodji, you can uh, unmute yourself and let's chant the 13th verse. Very interesting. Trivir Gunamaye Bhave Trivir Guname Farbewe Ebihi Sarvamidam Jagat Ebi Sarvanam Idam Jagat Mohitam Nabijanati Mohitam Nabijanati Mame Bhya Paramavayam Mameva Param Avayam. Once again, Tribhir Gunamayir Bhave. Tribhir Gunameva Vive. Ebi Sarvamidam Jagat. Ebi Sarvamam Idam Jagat. Mohitam Nabijanati. Mohitam Nabijanati. Mamebhya Paramavayam Mamebhya Paramavayam Wonderful. Please read the translation. <clears throat> Deluded by the three modes, goodness, passion and ignorance, the whole world does not know me, whom, who am about the modes and in in exhaustible yes yes thank you <clears throat> thank you Hare Krishna so here Krishna is saying deluded by the three modes these three modes I have I have created them but because people are deluded by all these different things these three modes the whole world does not know me just see I'm the inexhaustible and they cannot understand me. Why? Because Mohitam Nabijanati. There is Moha. And because of the Moha, they are unable to actually understand what is the true Lord. Lord is there everywhere. But because they are covered by this Moha, they cannot see the Lord. That's why, although He is the Creator, but these gunas which are influencing us and they are taking us through different aspects of life, different uh, varieties of uh, experiences, all these things are so engrossing that we forget the creator. It is like, you know, sometimes in the olden days you must have seen in the movies, old movies also, that, you know, a person comes with a box. There is a box and in that box, there is a small peep hole, small hole. And when you actually peep into that hole, then he will show a lot of reels, different, different types of screens. And people become so engrossed in seeing those different screens. Have you seen those things? I mean, maybe, uh, you know, Ji and Nina Mataji in their childhood, you must have seen people like this, you know, he used to come on a cycle and there used to be a box. And in the box you can see inside. And then you become so engrossed in seeing all those different slides that he's showing you inside. This is all going on. So they become so engrossed, they forget the creator. We appreciate everything that is going on inside that box. We see everything and appreciate those different slides which are shown by the creator. But we forget the creator. That's exactly what is happening to us. Now all these different things are created by the Lord, this box, this universe. And in this, there are so many different slides that are going on. 
and we become so engrossed in this different slides. Uh, I am a man. I am born into this family. I am this and that. And all these different slides we are watching, but we forget the creator. See, it is like this now. <laughs> we don't see beyond that screen. Screen is also created by the Lord. But who can actually take off the screen guard? Only the Lord can. If you have to see the Lord, that parda, you know, that parda has to be removed. Even in the movie theater, you know, that parda is there. On, on the parda, on the screen, everything is flashed. The lights are coming, the different kinds of uh, pictures are coming, images are coming. All these things we see, but there is an instrument which is running all those different things. We don't see this instrument, only we see the pictures and colors and lights, different types of colors of lights. That's all. And we become engrossed, isn't it? So that's exactly what is happening to us. We are simply watching different movies. This time, in this life, I'm watching a movie of Vinodji, Vinod Chandan, Dina Chandan, Dev Chandan, Uma Kumar, Achyutanji. I am also watching another movie of okay, Rasaknaji. You see, all of us simply watching different types of movies. But in these movies, we forget to see Krishna beyond the screens. <clears throat> right? So this is the point that we should get ultimately. This is the most important thing. Krishna is saying that uh, these three modes are there and they're covering. And people, because of moha attachment, they are unable to see me beyond these three gunas. Okay, so let's go and chant the next one. So, Hina Mataji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the 14th verse also. <coughs> so, <coughs> very interesting verse, the 14th verse. Yes, Ramji. Daivihi Esha Gunamai. Daivihi Esha Gunamai. Mama Maya Duratyaya Mama Maya Duratyaya Mame Vay Prapadyante Mame Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite Maya Metam Tarantite Devihi Shaman Gunamai Daivihi Esha Gunamai Mamaya Duratyaya Mamamaya Duratyaya Mamevaye Prapadyante Mamevaye Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite Maya Metam Tarantite Wonderful. Please read the translation. This divine energy of mind, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hmm. So here, there are so many different aspects to understand. So first Krishna is saying here that Actually, Krishna has innumerable energies and all these energies of Krishna are insurmountable. It's extremely powerful. All the energies of Krishna are very, very powerful. Whether it is material or spiritual. So, every energy of Krishna is very, very powerful. Because Krishna himself is very powerful. Now, living entity also, in one sense, it is Krishna's energy. All of us, we are representing Krishna's energy. The soul is a part and parcel of Krishna and being part and parcel of Krishna, we are very, very powerful, right? That's why so many things we are able to construct and we're developing cities and big, big things that we do in this world. It's all because why we are also having a certain ability because that energy that we're getting is because we are part and parcel of the divine energetic. So we are able to get and create so many things, right? But there is one thing that we should know here. Krishna is saying here that this material energy, he is calling here this material energy as He is calling this as a divine energy. 
Why Krishna is actually calling this material nature as divine energy of mind? Why is he saying that this material nature is divine? What is so divine about this material energy? After all, these three gunas are binding us and this constantly changing. Material matter is constantly binding us, right? And they create different experiences. But why it is divine? Why Krishna is saying this is a divine energy of mind? This material energy is called divine. Krishna is saying it as Dairi Gunamani. It is because it is under the control of Krishna. Because this energy is controlled by Krishna completely, this material energy, that is why it is called Dairi. Because Krishna is divine, this energy automatically becomes divine. That is why it is referred to here as divine. Because there is a divine personality. Who is actually controlling it that is krishna that is why we should also understand that this material energy which is so powerful extremely powerful if we have to get out of this material energy there is no other way other than surrendering to krishna krishna is saying that only if you surrender unto me then it is possible that you can actually get out of this See, but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. Only if you surrender unto me. Now there is Brahma and Shiva who are very, very powerful. Brahma and Shiva are also very great personalities and they actually control. They control what? They control Rajoguna and Tamoguna. Rajoguna by Brahma, Tamoguna by Lord Shiva. Now they are also controlling these three gunas, one of the gunas. And Lord Vishnu is actually controlling the Sattva Guna. But Lord Shiva, he clarifies and he says this very nice thing. He says that although we are controllers of Rajoguna and Tamoguna, Mukti Pradata Sarvesham Vishnur Evana Samshayaha. So this is said by Lord. What is that? Mukti Pradata Sarvesham Vishnur Evana Samshayaha. There is no doubt that if at all we have to get mukti from these three modes, it is only by Vishnu. Only Vishnu can actually give us mukti. Although Lord Shiva and Brahma are controlling it, it is only Vishnu who can make us free from these three gunas. Just see. Very, very powerful. And this is an extremely important verse. All of you should memorize this verse. So this is a very interesting verse. Prabhupada used to often quote this verse. So this is a verse which has to be memorized. It's 7.14. We have to memorize. This is a very, very nice verse. And then it is also said that in the Vedas, Prabhupada mentions this in the book, but Prabhupada is saying that Mayam tu prakartim vidyan Mayanam tu Maheshwaram. So, although this energy Maya is temporary and it is false, but ultimately, what is that? The background is Maya around this illusion called Maya. There is a magician. That magician is Lord Vishnu. So, this we call this whole world as Maya, right? Maya Jal. But this Maya Jal is created by a great magician, and that is Krishna. So, when we surrender to that magician, we will come out of this magic, this uh, illusory spell that he has created. We will come out of this uh, illusory spell and we will be able to go and get out of this. So, by the help of the spiritual master and by the help of the Lord, we can get out of this illusion. So wonderful it is. And another meaning Prabhupada explains in the purport, another meaning of guna. Guna means rope. In Sanskrit, guna also means rope. So, when a person is bound with the ropes fully, it is very difficult for himself to free from that binding. It's difficult. If you are completely bound, and that too, there are three, three bindings here. Sattva guna, Rajaguna, Tamaguna. We, we all are tied with these three ropes. These three ropes are binding us so tightly, we cannot free ourselves on our own. 
we need the help of someone who is not bound and who is not bound the nitya mukta so who is the nitya mukta nitya siddhas that is the spiritual master and who is not bound of course the supreme lord krishna has already explained that in the 12th verse that i am independent although i am the creator of these trigunas i am independent of them and then there are spiritual masters who are also free from the trigunas so these people that is the spiritual master and the supreme lord they can actually free us from this trigunas these ropes which are binding us so that is why it is so important to accept a spiritual master when we have a spiritual master he guides us correctly thoroughly with compassion and he takes us out of this illusion right so uh, this is a very very beautiful verse and all of you please try to memorize this it's a very very nice verse and uh, then we will understand in the next words that what krishna is saying who are the people who don't surrender that krishna will explain in the next class that we will discuss more so let us see if there are any questions if you have any questions please ask so vinod ji is saying prabhu ji how do we know if we have made a right or wrong decision okay very nice there is also okay Yeah, so Vinod is asking, how do we know if we have made a right or wrong decision? Just like you know, the certain things or certain activities that we do internally, deep within, you have that conviction when you have done something as per dharma, which is in line with dharma, you will automatically get that conviction that yes, it is the right decision. That is what it is. That's why it is said, "No, dharma rakshita rakshita dharma." When you protect dharma, the dharma will protect you. That is the power of dharma. So when you are saying that whether it is right decision or wrong decision, when you are following the dharmic principles, when you are doing your sadhana properly and following the principles of dharma properly, automatically from within you will get that conviction. When you get that conviction, that itself is a statement of your right decision. But when we are wavering, when we are shaking, when we have doubts, then that is a problem. Then it is not convinced. Our decision is not right. That is exactly what happened with Arjuna also. He wanted to take a decision which was very wavering, shaking. He said, "Oh, what should I do now? Fight or not fight?" He was confused, right? So that confusion is because somewhere he had no idea about what is true dharma. But when he got to know about the dharma, he knows that decision to fight is the right decision because the conviction comes by knowledge. So when you have that knowledge, when you have that uh, ability to follow sadhana and you are moving in the right direction as per dharma, when your day-to-day activities are in line with dharma, any decision that you take, you will have that conviction because you know that yes, I have taken a right decision. The conviction will come. Ah, now out of that, the outcome may be supporting or not supporting because there are so many karmic factors also. The outcome may not be in line right now. The outcome may be not as per as you expected temporarily, but in the overall big section, the big picture of your life. The decisions that you have taken will bring you some good result. If it is as per dharma, so many people may take certain decisions which is actually wrong from the spiritual perspective, but they will get a good result out of it. They may make a lot of money, they may do a lot of things, they may get a lot of good material assets and everything, which is actually wrong. But in a big picture, they will lose. In a big picture, they will lose. and it will all be taken away all this assets or anything that we get because of our karma that has been given to us but will all be taken away and in the big picture we are a failure because when we take wrong decision which is not as per dharma it will disturb us somewhere it will mentally agitate us so if you know that you are having conviction and you have lot of clarity when you take a decision that that become because you are following dharma properly and chanting also when you start chanting lot of clarity will come all the mental disturbances the disturbances that the kalmashas in the mind slowly when they become free 
when you become free from this moha attachments the decisions you take will become very clear all the decisions that you take you know that yes ultimately this decision i'm taking it is as per dharma and it will please prabhupada and krishna it is a as per dharma it will help and benefit my family that conviction you will get so never take any decisions with which is not as per dharma plus another thing is with without knowledge without knowledge when we take any decisions it will only collapse many many big people so called people they proclaim themselves to be very intelligent and they take big massive steps thinking that they are doing very great things but they will fall apart like anything they'll fall apart like trump cards you know they'll fall tak 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 they'll fall so those decision making uh, actually there is a whole session on this there are so many different aspects of decision making in fact i was discussing with kaushik also uh, some time ago about decision making we are developing a nice module on decision making because uh, of his child's ill health he could not join today but we are discussing on we are creating something on decision making i will let you know all this a little bit later we will have an exclusive session also on decision making decision making itself is an art and there are so many different elements of decision making right so so yes there are so many things to discuss but we will continue again uh, uh, in the next uh, session any any more questions if anybody has any questions you can feel free to ask prabhuji i just had a query that uh, when we are uh, trying to go on the spiritual path how do we know that we are progressing i mean the small steps even if it's very minuscule how do we uh, understand or how do we how can we mark ourselves as we are progressing yes <clears throat> one is the level of intensity in your bhakti will increase intensity of bhakti when i say your commitment basically your commitments towards spirituality will slowly increase now you will not waste time in some mundane things automatically you will see that let me utilize this valuable time for krishna for my devotional but like reading bhagavad gita for chanting more if you are chanting two rounds you are increasing the intensity by chanting four rounds then you are increasing to six rounds so what is happening by all this you are able to measure that yes i am progressing if you are able to chant today you are chanting two rounds now if you chant four rounds that means you are progressing gradually so these are certain things that your inclinations your interest your intensity is overall increasing in spiritual life uh, that is why when we see uh, when we train people also we have certain benchmarks what are those benchmarks okay when a person comes newly to krishna consciousness first we tell him okay you read this small book you chant, start chanting one round of mala hare krishna mantra then we say okay this is done then you go to the next level what is that next level stop drinking tea and coffee okay then we say read this another big book medium size book then we say okay are you following ekadashi okay ekadashi another thing he starts following ekadashi gives up uh, tea and coffee then slowly you know start eating only prasada no non vegetarian anyway so all these different things that a person starts taking in his into his life it is actually a sign of progress now there is also possibility that okay you have gone through all these different stages and you will reach up to chanting 16 rounds you have read bhagavad gita bhagavatam you have got a good understanding of spiritual uh, basic concepts of krishna conscious life you are reading prasadam all this is there but there can be a chance of becoming stagnant again you reach a certain level and you can become stagnant at that level so when you become stagnant again you should associate with the devotees ha ah, no no you should you will understand i am becoming stagnant i am not getting any new inputs so when you understand and realize that i am becoming stagnant in my krishna consciousness immediately associate with the devotees and talk to them discuss about krishna discuss them okay prabhuji and this is what i am doing this is my current state i am chanting this many rounds so your interest to ask questions will increase so that is the one more asking question is another sign of uh, your progress 
because when you know that you are becoming stagnant the next thing is you will start asking questions what next now because you will not be satisfied with what you have because krishna is so unlimited you want to go and move forward so you should always be on a check so that is why when you are talking to a devotee when you are discussing it's important that's why i always say that you always get back you have any questions anything you can freely ask in the group or anywhere why this is required because you will not remain constant and stagnant in your spiritual life when you are associating with the devotees you will not remain stagnant otherwise yes you become stagnant even after reaching to a certain level you will become stagnant which is not good you should not become stagnant in krishna consciousness so the progresses your chanting itself is one level by which you can measure your reading how much how many minutes or how many hours are you reading that's another level so like this if you carefully analyze and uh, see how much time you are giving for spiritual life that itself is a great indication for your progress and then minutely we can discuss you know when you have certain uh, specific questions about your spiritual life you can freely discuss you can discuss with me and we will uh, sort out certain things we will have a plan and we can take you forward more and more so that's why i told last time also that we we have certain uh, different levels of ashraya levels ashraya programs i didn't share but i'll get those documents and i'll share with all of you please remind me also in the group then i will try to find them and share all the details with you, okay of the ashraya program so that you get a picture what is this all then you can have a blueprint okay this is my way to go forward in krishna consciousness okay so that i will share surely very soon i'll okay, share those thank you hari krishna good All right then so please take care we will meet again next sunday take care hare krishna hare krishna